Welcome to the Greenway Outdoors podcast, your trusted source for outdoor information and entertainment. The Greenway Outdoors is also an internationally syndicated TV show and conservation advocate aimed at bringing millennials and Generation Z into the outdoors. Welcome to the Greenway Outdoors. The Greenway Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Ram Trucks, built to serve Motor Trends Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. Bass Pro Shop and Cabela's, your adventure starts here. And by Tracker Boats, fish the best. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the Green Outdoors podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm AJ. I'm Jeff. I'm Ryan. What's up, guys? Man, there's times when you come back <laughs> and you're just happy, you know? It's true. I'm happy. It's been like three and a half weeks. It, se- it seems like that's been the stretch. Now we're starting this new week. We're here finally to c- together collectively. We've all decided that this Friday is Monday. The yes, whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. You were calling today Monday, and I was the just whole week. I was accepting of it the whole week. And then I realized I was like, "Wait, when we get back, it, it will be Friday, buddy." And that means we get to record our <laughs> podcast. Ooh. How cool is that, Ryan? How happy are you to record a podcast a few hours ha- before it has to go out? I'm super happy about that. So much work. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm glad AJ's day will be full doing it while you never touch the thing. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you're doing this I, one, right, AJ? To be fair, I've done every single podcast. That is so. fair. It, 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 as long as you look at, like, episode 56 or 59, Ryan's done every last one of them. <laughs> yep. He's like, oh, man. You can tell. You can tell. Jeff, I'm sorry you missed the trip. That's okay. <laughs> I had a very relaxing, quiet week. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> I heard you got a, a nice day throughout that week or throughout the days we were gone. Yeah, it was uh, it was a nice, um, mostly peaceful. I did have one coyote attack, which what? was pretty what? sad. Um, I had some coyotes break into my chicken coop. Why do you say Dang. ease coyotes? Uh, because they took five birds. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. I ended up. I found. Uh, I found enough feathers that I was like, well, they're all gone. Right. Because there's feathers just everywhere. So you got in the coop. Um, no birds. No, there were there were. I had 15 birds at the time, so there were 10, just very casually hanging out. Right. So I'm like, oh, so there's nothing wrong. But where are the other birds? I look out in the yard. I got a flashlight. It's midnight, and there's just. And you're just in a bathrobe. It's like tumble. Oh yeah. Tumble. Crocs. Of feathers. Feathers just just going everywhere. So I lost the. Uh, I had one chucker, that I had raised. That was like a chicken. Yeah. Like hung out with the chickens. You know, it, it bathed with them like in the dirt. You know, they do their little dust yeah. baths. It, it I love a, that was, bird. It was yeah. adorable. That bird and perished. Yeah. They, they got Dang. that bird. They got one of the Born chickens. From my homie. The one the one that can fly, no problem, yep. is the one that got it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell because they like nipped at him while he ran because he ran really fast. Um, but you can tell that he pretty much only ran because there was feathers from him here. There was feathers from him here. There's feathers from here, and then there was a lot of feathers, and then I never saw them again. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. But I ended up – I did find uh, the – I have a turkey also. Found him in the middle of the field next door and wouldn't move, so I had to carry it back into my yard just to get it to, like – He's alive? He's panicked, you know. Oh, I don't okay. mean to question you, but isn't that he turkey you're talking about, laid eggs in the past? Oh, yeah, it is a she. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's thorough. Did you just – I it sounded like it sounded like you assumed the gender. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so they were all. Some of them were pretty shaken up. Some of them didn't have a care in the world. Uh, but then, of course, by the following morning, they were all 
happy-go-lucky. They have no idea that anything bad happened. The massacre just ended the night before, but <laughs> yeah, no, party. They, they're walking around, they're picking at the feathers that are in the yard. It's like, those, those were your buddies. <laughs> that was little Timmy. What I you, never cared about him. <laughs> what you don't know is they helped. Yeah. They helped corral him. <laughs> These are the ones. Come get them. <laughs> did, you, did you find any carcasses? Uh, no. No, I did not. They they made mm-hmm. off with them. Wow. So that's what leads me. Because my initial thought is usually like raccoon. Because they'll get them and just kill them and you'll find them headless somewhere. They'll take the head and do something else with it. Which is like a trophy. I don't know. It's weird. Um they got so a little – in their little raccoon hut, they got a wall with <laughs> chicken plaques. heads. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I lost I lost one chicken. I found two of the chickens down by the pond um, just sitting in the water. And it's like – it was the day before it was 81. So it was only like 40-some, and they're sitting in the water just <laughs> – they can't get me here. Oh. They just won't move. And I walk up, and usually – because I don't like hold them. I don't like to pet them or anything. They're not pets. They're, you know, livestock. Right. I know I'm a jerk. I couldn't do it. Um, uh, I so I don't. I don't really like hold them a lot. So if you come up to them, you you can like feed them by hand. But if you try to like pick them or touch them, they, you know, they don't like it. I went and had to pick them up out of the water, and they just let yeah. They didn't move at all. I'm like, oh no. And usually, like if something like that happens, you'll get up the next morning, and they'll just either be dead in the coop, yeah, from shock, or they, you know, whatever. But uh, they were all fine. We got up. The one is missing a bunch of feathers on one side, and it flails in the wind like this. <laughs> and they, so they, some of them look pretty beat up. But yeah, I only ended up losing two. So, and uh, what did you do as a negligent owner? We will for this rebuild. I, I, I fell asleep one time on a couch. Oh, yeah. Woke up. It was dark, and I'm like, oh no. But it's probably fine because you know, it happens. What are the odds? Today is going to be the day. It was the day. It was that day. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't wait. Womp, womp. <laughs> they got in and just. Yeah, you've seen fox there too, right? Yep. Yeah, so. I, I chased a fox on foot uh, bec- while it was holding one of my chickens in its mouth. And I had to – I got to the woods and, uh, like, you know, uh, you know, and then it dropped it and finally ran off. Do that again? What did you do? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Very minimal, you know. Um, How many chickens did you have before the massacre? Fifteen. Fifteen? How many eggs yep. do you get a day then? Oh, I've got like 120 in the fridge. I just asked. I just asked for morning, day. I'm just kidding. But, uh, I, I didn't. So that would have been nice. That would have yeah. been great. Those eggs are great. How we many get do you get per day, though? Probably nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, depends on the day. Wow. They say that turkeys are only supposed to lay 120 eggs. I or, ever sorry, 20 eggs like per year season. Yeah, and they don't lay very much. At least that's what I read online when I first got the turkey. I get at least two, three, four a week. So I don't know if this turkey no is just different. If maybe I was looking up wild turkey information. How are the turkey eggs? The tap still flowing? They're they're not quite as good as the chicken eggs. They're a little they're bigger, obviously. He's like, it's uh, weird. There's like these little bodies in them <laughs> that look like miniature turkeys, and it, it, you really gotta chew them up. <laughs> unless my turkey's getting some in the next door property, it's only her. So yeah, she, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're getting they're, some. Huh? Getting some like male turkeys in the area. I to fertilize follow. the eggs. That's how babies are made. How? You know? Really? Because my so dad told me made? there was no <laughs> eggs involved. <laughs> well, they're not storks, so they get them from storks, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the eggs are – the the yolks are a little more yellow. Um, the chickens lay a little more uh, orangish. They're a little richer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a little less flavor, I think. But they're still just as – you know, they're better than store-bought eggs still. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. You know, I, I like them. I like uh, them. I'm bummed that we don't have some right now. If you're in South Carolina, one of our good friends, Jeremy, he has, it's called Story Farms, and they've got like a front food stand and stuff like that. And I've never had eggs like this in my life. He tweaked. It was all about the food that he fed him. Made so much difference with the eggs. There's no hint of yellow to the yolk at all. It's just straight orange. Mm-hmm. When we opened them up and uh, like dropped them in the pan, I'm like, that doesn't even. It was like a red orange. Mm-hmm. And the flavor was so much better and so much richer than any other egg I've ever had. It was mm-hmm. like eating a butter and egg had a baby. And I know I say that about grouse, <laughs> but uh, butter a lot. Yeah, is yeah, loves his butter. Yeah, I do. Puts it on everything, just like ketchup. I put it on everything. We gotta Cheerios. Get, we gotta get. All, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get all you can eat. Captain crab, Crunch. And we're just breaking into the crab, and he goes, "Can I get some ketchup?" Like, oh, ketchup's good and on crab mixes, legs. And he mixes the butter with the ketchup. And then dips the crab in that. I'm gonna be sick. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. You should try it. We I know where you were raised. Thanks for joining us. We're uh, we're gonna leave now. <laughs> I was raised at the same place he was. <laughs> well, uh, so, something. People use cocktail sauce. No one bats an eye. Little Heinz 57, and I'm the bad guy. You know what I mean? It's like it goes to show if you're if you're born trash, you stay trash. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not nurture. It's. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of trash, if you didn't get to go on this most recent trip with us, <laughs> I had a better segue. What's your segue? Say, oh, I had trout eggs. He oh, did have trout eggs. Dang. Oh yeah. While we were in Idaho, I don't know what that has to do with trash, but okay, go ahead. We were talking about eggs. No, it was dumb, his segue. Dumb, dumb. It was his segue because we were talking about eggs, and now we're not. Yeah. Like we're done with that, and any oh. jokes that have to do oh, with well, it. I thought he meant segue from what we were literally just talking about, because that's how segues work. He said he had a better one. Shh, he's telling a story. I had trout eggs, really? and I ate them. What's right messed up is he, like, they weren't fresh. Um, we caught <laughs> a whole mess of rainbow trout, and then the guy we went with had rainbow trout from the day before. And then they were emptying eggs, and we don't know if he got them from the ones from that morning, which was still a lot of time spent, yeah. or if he got them from the day before. And if I was betting, and I meant that I wasn't just messing with him, I would bet that he got it out of the pile that was older. I think it was from the day before, too. Wouldn't, and guess what? Like, it affected me none. I say, would they, would they be bad? Yeah, you no. would have thrown up either way, so it didn't matter. <laughs> they were fine. I mean, yeah. the flavor was if you ate too far on a cantaloupe. Like really? You were eating towards the rind. Really? Yeah. That's, Interesting. That was the, it was very watery, and it tasted like that. We should have made bubble tea with those eggs. It, that's what it looks like. <laughs> just tell no one. <laughs> be like, just eat <laughs> What the cantaloupe flavor? They do taste like cantaloupe. Here's Scrant 2.0. We made uh, we made you some uh, we oh. made you some bubble tea. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Are you saying uh, about all of it? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Would you have tried? Yeah, sure. Why not? I've had not out of that pile did. though. I've had, I've had caviar before. Yeah. They put some on sushi sometimes. Those yeah. little orange things. Oh, they did. were oranges. One thing I've learned in life is that when. People are cutting up something, and the people cutting it up are like, I would not eat that part. I don't. That usually makes me want to, actually. Really? Well, it made Ryan want to. Wait. And they also didn't say that. They said yeah, don't they did. eat it? They said, they said they wouldn't eat it. They said we don't like it. They've tried it, and they don't like it. That's yeah. the same right. as trying anything and saying you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't to, mean it's to bad. Me, if, if you go anywhere and they're like, oh, a lot of people like this. This is something that people eat. It can't be that bad. Yeah, right. At least not to try once. The description know. I got like, from Lance in the boat was nobody likes it. But okay. people eat it. So you'll fit right but, in. 
<laughs> yeah, it doesn't taste like French fries or chicken tenders, butter, acai bowls, <laughs> chicken tenders. Yeah, I like those too, and every meat ever. Yeah, except crow. Crow was good. I didn't get to go on the trip, so <laughs> I can't. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, choosing not to eat it. Yeah. Well, Idaho was awesome. Jeff's never going to ask a question about it, so I'll go ahead and move right on into it. So we went to <laughs> we went to Idaho. Um, we landed in Jackson, Jackson Hole. Hole. Jackson Hole. Wyoming. And we worked with uh, the Rocky Mountain Yeti Ram dealership there, okay. which is shout out to them. It is an awesome, awesome store. It was a blast. That was one of the most fun dealerships we've ever been yeah. to. They have the coolest logo, too. Yeah. They gave us hat. And shirts and let us drive all kind of crazy stuff. Nice. It was pretty cool. What about the dealership was so cool? I just said they gave us shirts and hats and let us drive all kinds of yeah, cool but stuff. Yeah, you said the dealership was cool. The people. Oh, okay. The people. The collective group. Ah. Yeah. So yeah. the vibe they had was cool. <clears throat> yeah. So they had their own logo? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a Yeti. Nice. It's like a cool Yeti logo, though. Yeah. They gave me a hat. It looks shirt. like the Abominable Snowman in Monsters, Inc. Yeah. I, I, okay. got, you, I okay. got you a sticker. <laughs> yeah, I'm sweet. But I was we given one that I will give to you. Yeah. <laughs> we landed there, and then about 60 miles from there is where we were headed to go to Idaho Falls, or about 70 miles. Yeah, somewhere around. But there. yeah, it was like when I plugged it in the GPS, it's like, but that's two hours and 10 minutes. And I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna take that long to drive that far. And I was like, oh, well, the speed limit's probably just low, but it's in the mountains. It's fine, isn't it? It was it like 80 there. I thought no, no not no. where we were, and it, it wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't matter anyway. I don't even know what the speed limit was, but it wouldn't matter. You're going through the most windy oh. roads ever. You couldn't go 50 if you tried. No, and if you no. make a mistake, you're going off. So yeah, it's and yeah. the snow refused to melt. It was 65. Oh, really? It was not melting. It was 65, and the, like even so, there's such a vast change in elevation that we we're mm -hmm. dealing with, where you can see the mountaintops and it's always got snow. But there was like ski resorts that where people are still snowboarding and stuff nice. and it was like 60 out yeah. but the snow's there and it doesn't seem like the snow has any plans of melting even you at, didn't see any runoff or anything and like huh. in the ditches and stuff where people would, there was like a bunch of snow piled up like where it was warm because at the higher elevation it's obviously way colder lower eleva ele elevation it's way warmer even at the warmer elevation there was like snow that's like yeah i'm here but there, it didn't seem like there'd be good reason for it to be there. Yeah. But it just wouldn't well, it's go. It's kind of right. like Hawaii, where where they have every climate there, even though you wouldn't think of like snow or cold. Right. Why? But you go that high up in that mountain, and it's cold. It's up Forty-five there. out. Yeah. Yeah. So we when we we saw a lot of snow, but the winding roads and stuff like that, you just couldn't speed. There was yeah. no way you had to take your time because it was one guy made that mistake. Oh yeah, what was that? Uh, he had like a uh, like a fifth wheel. Yeah. And oh, we were sorry, coming around bad. this turn into this town, and we're like looking at, we're like, what is that? We didn't even know what we were looking at. It was hard to tell. Yeah, and well, we get up to it, and he was must have had a piece of machinery, maybe a generator, on this fifth wheel. Fifth wheel was upside down on the side of the road, and uh, the, whatever the piece of machinery was was blown up. And then we're like, where's the truck? The truck's gone. Like it had be, it had like separated, or it. Oh yeah, blew no, up. there was pieces everywhere. Not yeah. like explosion blew up, oh, okay. but, but like <laughs> destroyed into it was a like, generator. I don't know, you know, like yeah, no, it just thousands of pieces. Yeah, yeah. And then we're we can't figure out where the truck is. It's nowhere to be seen. We thought it was a semi, yeah. so easy to see. Yeah. But then we drive up the road a little bit, and there's a whole bunch of cops around this guy, and the guy's like leaned up against his car, just like 
Hey man, Ooh. it happens. He's like, here was what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It clearly <laughs> says twenty five miles an hour and you came through at seventy. That's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah it was total. It didn't look oh. like he took out anyone else, but he, he made a mess of things. Yeah, yeah. he did. Cops, but cops didn't look at it. Was it like guardrails or no. he went through one? Oh yeah, I think mm-hmm. he did. Yep. Yeah, it was yeah. a little one. I guess a, a guardrail ain't gonna stop a fifth wheel. <laughs> no. <laughs> Especially not if it's rolling. No. I, I and based on where it landed, my guess was when it hit the guardrail, it was already sideways. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I would more How of a fast you got to be going to get the whole fifth wheel to. According to the cop, 26 because <laughs> the speed limit is 25. <laughs> <laughs> there were signs. <laughs> but we went there to actually target um, the Snake River mm-hmm. and look for rainbow trout and cutthroat trout. Now, in that water, kind of giving you a flashback. Cutthroat trout in those waters, Snake River, specifically the South Fork is what we're talking about, mm-hmm. too. There was always cutthroat. So it's a native fish. It's always been there. Uh, it's a neat fish. I had never seen one in person. Um, I would say that the rainbow trout and brown trout are actually prettier. Yeah. Um, they just kind of have yeah. that red band right here. wonder why they call them cutthroats. No. Um, and I guess they're supposed to be pretty good eating. I've never gotten to eat one. Where we were, you can't keep any. Uh-huh. Um, there are parts supposedly where you can keep one or two, but there's just not that many where you can keep them. And I probably wouldn't anyways with the situation going yeah. on, but that's a good example of how different rules can be just in different parts of the river. And you have to make sure when you go out, you have to know where you're going to be at and what the rules are, because you can, you'll hit one point in a river and now you've switched over from one type of river to another now you can't keep this fish but you right can. or the or, or the, the size, size changes like that's you gotta be real careful with stuff like that you're 100 percent right I, and i actually first getting into trout fishing found that to be really annoying and yeah. i would almost when i was looking at my map book i would almost pick destinations where i knew i wouldn't cross over into something mm-hmm. new because they'll use like roads and stuff as uh, but like as barriers or li- like lines it, it's not that clear and it's a little bit difficult so yeah you're absolutely right imagine doing that before gps yeah, now you're a little, you're a little, you're a little <laughs> bit safer now. I mean, the amount I use my cell phone when trout fishing is astonishing, mm-hmm. mainly because of Onyx. But yeah. it's like you you need that to know exactly where you are and what you're doing. Yeah. But anyhow, cutthroat were here native. So in the 1950s, everyone had come back from World War II, um, and they were excited to get into fishing. And but back then, when you fish. What do you think you did it for? You think there was a lot of catch and release back then? <laughs> like, no, you know. You're feeding your family. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So because of that, they're like, okay, we're there's not enough cutthroat here to feed everyone. What can we put in? What can we stock? That would be oh, good. No. Yeah, exactly. So the Department of Natural Resources actually back then are the ones who were like, well, we'll put rainbow trout in because they should do pretty good in here, and then people can harvest them as food. And at first, that was actually great. They put them in. They're a hardy fish. They did well. The numbers were there, and people were catching them and eating them. But then as that transition of those people quit fishing, Mm -hmm. the rainbow trout continued, 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 Mm -hmm. and the population continued to grow. And then as maybe the fishermen numbers haven't diminished that much, but the consumption of fish has diminished that much because a lot of people are catch and release fishermen. Yeah. So especially in the fly fishing community, I never understood catch and release fishing. Like I want to eat it. That's why I, yeah. like, you can eat that. Yeah, I don't get that one either. But like you had th- like I, the way I put it is like if you're a catch and release fisherman, you had three meals today. 
Three of them. Not one of them could have been fish. Now, yeah. I get if you go to water, like if we caught a cutthroat, we would have let it go. And even catching a cutthroat to see it and then letting it go, completely understand that. But to like be like, all I do is fish and all I do is throw them back. It just seems a little silly. It's like I go out and I torture fish and then I come home and I order fish at the store. It's like, what? what? Well, that comes yeah. in stick form. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyhow, you go out, though, and the rainbow trout are in there. And there's so many of them that they're supposed to take up roughly 10% of the population of the water. Um, so I said to him, I said, if that's the case, like if you piled all the amount of fish, like let's say in this mile stretch of river you had 10,000 pounds of fish, how much of that do you think would be rainbow trout? And it was like between if you took the white fish out of it, because there's a lot of white fish in there, and they yeah. don't eat them. They act like it's like they're just in the way. And they are good eating. Yeah, too. they are. Yeah. They they do have a lot of bones, but they just they're like, yeah, we have rainbow trout, stupid. Why would we eat that? Yeah, of course. Which I guess I mean, yeah. big old fillets, beautiful, or working out with a white fish. But yeah. Anyhow, he said that it's supposed to be about a thousand pounds out of the ten thousand should be. Uh, rainbow trout, but right now okay. it's probably what is he said about you know seven ten, seven tenths the three yeah, quarters. That's a lot. Wow. Yeah, so um, that's not good. And the problem is the cutthroat and the rainbow trout can they can make hybrids. So meaning the rainbow trout and cutthroat can um, interbreed yeah. and then create a hybrid version of the two. Um, and then long story short, the rainbow trout are also out competing them for food. Sure. So the real issue is more aggressive. Uh yeah, just better, better equipped. Um, can can the hybrids? Because I know a lot of times when you get different species like that that are similar enough, they can hybrid, but then that hybrid can't go off. That's a good question. That's actually an awesome babies. question. So they can have babies. The hybrids that we were catching, you know, had had milk or eggs. You know, they and he's like, yeah, these that, that. and that's you've been milked before. <laughs> <laughs> we we caught fish and he's holding up for a picture and then it just goes. Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. Oh. I remember that. That happened about yeah. 60 times this trip. Yeah, that steelhead. Yeah. yeah. And then they'd start shaking and slinging it everywhere. Oh. Uh. Ryan's like, <laughs> oh, I'll try it. <laughs> oh, God. No. Oh, just just the, the eggs. eggs. <laughs> I did actually make that joke in the show, though. You'll enjoy it. Good. Um, <laughs> I did this. <laughs> They're like, hey, hey. Yeah, I'm like, I was just, just curious. <laughs> um, but, jeez, uh, <laughs> that went dark quick. Um, anyhow, the. The fish themselves, there's so many in there, and they are interbreeding. They are creating hybrids, and those hybrids are reproducing. So what we're seeing is a trend where the cutthroat that still exists are either becoming, you know, creating hybrid babies, very few cutthroat and cutthroats reproducing. Mm -hmm. So what they want to do is is eliminate the number back down to 10% in the river. Now, there's actually some signs put on some cars and stuff while we were there doing it. Of people protesting it very angry about this because what the DNR is doing is they go out and they shock in the boats and they collect all the rainbow trout and remove them from the river. Oh, okay. Now, the initial thought on that is well, we want to catch fish one way or the other. You know, we want to catch fish. Why are you doing this to us? Sure. So, while that's. see that, uh, you know. Sure, but I'm baiting you right now. I'm making you see it and then I'm going to. Ah, I'm going to come in with the right hook. So, yes, they are removing fish from those waters and they are pulling them out. And here's the thing, though. They're transplanting them. So we went from the South Fork where we caught, a, was it 630, 620, 620 yeah, something fish, like something like that. Nice. And we had this huge refrigerator truck 
that was like an aquarium in the back. W- to be clear, with the electroshocker, we caught that many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It would have been legal either way, but yeah. yeah true. <laughs> um, true. So we went out and shocked all those, brought them in, put them in this big truck that had like aerators and stuff like that in them. A massive truck holds tons of water, and all the fish were in there. And then we transplanted them to the Henry's Fork, which is another stretch of river that didn't have as it, – it's not quite as robust and could use rainbow trout. So, oh, But okay. it's only – well, I guess it was like 30, 40 minutes away. But here you got to understand in Idaho. They're like, yeah, we're just going to go up to the road fishing. That's an hour and a half, and no one blinks an eye. I couldn't believe I it. I couldn't believe it. We're like – That's everyone out there. I'm going to run to the store. You want anything? You sure you're just going to run to the store? It's like an hour drive. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I want a Slurpee. <laughs> Bring it back intact. Uh, <laughs> when he kept saying Henry's Fork, for the majority of that time, that conversation, I thought he was saying Henry Ford, and I thought that that part of the river was called Henry's Ford. Like, oh, they, we do that in Michigan. <laughs> like, yeah, that museum. We name everything that. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually literally what AJ said. That's funny. Uh, you weren't there, though. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was that why you guys were riding scooters? We did ride scooters too, but I'm gonna don't segue like that. This there's too much oh, here. Oh, 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 get it? Because the scooter. Nice, nice. Continue with your your story. So we transplanted them to the Henry's Fork, and we dumped them there. And there was also some ponds that they stock. They call them ponds, not tanks. Um, Good. We stocked those. Um, they're like old quarries, and they're used for kids or adults to come and learn to fish. It's meant for the beginner oh, nice. to learn how to fish. So they're moving the fish to there and then the Henry's Fork, which is another fishing opportunity for everyone. So mm-hmm. when you get right down to it, they're not taking any fish away from fishermen in that area. They are moving fish. Shuffling them. Basically. Yes. Yeah. And Shuffling now, is a good way. Now, if you're shuffling them over to this stretch or you're moving them to these ponds where these people will be able to catch them, people are still catching them. And then the cutthroat can do well in the Snake River. Mm-hmm. And we can bring that back. So, and as you remove those rainbow trout, um, the goal is to hit the 30% mark. So, if you can remove 30% of the fish based on natural mortality, based on um, failure and success of reproduction, Mm -hmm. if you can eliminate 30% and move them somewhere else, that will start the snowball effect of the population diminishing in that river. Mm -hmm. And their goal is to get it down to 10%. Now, again... If you had 10,000 pounds of fish in the water, the goal of this whole thing is that by removing 75% of the rainbow trout, that 75% or that 7,500 pounds will be filled with brown trout and cutthroat trout. Nice. So the trout, the amount of pounds of fish in the water will be the same. Nature will correct. And in addition to that, we're enhancing Henry's Fork and these other stretches of river. Sure. With the, so with that the way, rivers. in 50 years, they can do the same thing to that river. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll switch back. <laughs> can they, they – now, it's just a, a fork. It's part of the same river. Can they – That was my question. Is there, like, so many that will make it back, like homeward bound? Actually, that was, that was, a, that was, a, that was, a, that was something Lance pointed out. Um, there's blockers in place, um, oh, okay. and uh, – um, as far as like why they would make that travel and that run, it's probably not likely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's always a fear if if those different forks can get back into it. But where they're stocking them is in areas far enough away that yeah, very far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, can you guess how many trout they have per mile in that river? Are you sure in this? Because you kept saying it. No, I heard. I'm two. positive. Okay, yeah. then good. Good. 
I heard it per too. mile. Per mile, guess how many trout? I went there the are. Washington Post getting us. Two hundred. Hold on, no. hold on, hold on, hold on. Two hold on. Bef- before he guesses, let me give him a little bit more. Um, the river is four times twice. Okay, go ahead. What's your? I was gonna say it's about four times of our average trout fishing river. No, um, more more than that. Okay. It, I would say if you took the big manistee where we did, let's use that for steelhead, like okay. where we go where we went salmon fishing, I would say it is not any. It's not deeper though. No, it's, it's not. not deeper. No. It's shallower for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll say three, three, yeah. three times as wide as the manistee. Maybe. Oh well, then fifteen hundred. No. So your why, guess why is fifteen. Why, I don't know. Fifteen hundred fish don't per keep mile. Track of population numbers, so I don't really. Now I'll guess. I don't have a good you guess, really. Huh? Now, now I'll guess. You ask me, Ryan. How many fish do you think? <laughs> how many fish I do know you think it. are in the mile stretch? Oh, you do. Six thousand. Wow. Trout per mile, and they have more than enough food to flourish, huh. according to the yeah, locals. It's insane. Really. It was That's unbelievable, nuts. and they had no idea what they had. When you talked to them and tried to compare it to what we have here, yeah. they're like, oh, really? Like I it was, was a like, surprise every fish I'm catching is better than that of any fish I've ever caught. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was incredible. They have no idea what they have, yeah. or they do, and they just don't care. <laughs> we did the shocking first, and when we come back, we're actually going to kind of break down how the shocking works, what happens to the fish. You're not going to believe it. It's like this Robotron body takeover thing nice it's 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 pretty cool we're imagining a transformer yeah trust isn't built in the day it's built over time the early hours and the late nights it's built by doing the work and pushing the limits every day because the promises we make are the promises we were built to keep If you'd like to help support the Greenway Outdoors, please like and comment on this podcast and subscribe to all of our channels. Hello and welcome back to the Greenway Outdoors podcast. So we're talking about the Snake River in Idaho. It's kind of a controversial topic. Um, Like I said, there was letters put on doors of people protesting like, get out of here. We don't want you doing this. Really? Yep. Wow. I thought people were spray painting letters on doors. Yeah. He like, he's like. He's, we, we said there's like letters on the doors. He's like, are you serious? They spray painted? Oh I'm like, where'd you get God. spray paint? As if he's never received a note in his life. He's <laughs> just like, no one writes me. I'll start writing you. I'll start writing you every morning. I haven't had a pen pal since second grade. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's there's people actually protesting and actually upset that we were out there doing that. And it's it's fishermen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, would be, huh. it would be fishermen. But I think it's like they spread a lot of misinformation, though. Yeah, because they're always telling people this is this. This is, you know, for instance, like we were looking online. Some of the things people are spreading. This is not true. Um, is that they're just getting rid of the fish that they're they're shocking them, that the shocking makes them sterile. So then when you send them somewhere else, they're not actually going to reproduce where you're sending them um, mm-hmm. completely false. There's no science based on that whatsoever. Uh, we were talking to the DNR officer and they were laughing about it. Yeah. So they're like, that's absolutely insane to Sh- think. Shout out to Brett, by the way. Yeah, Brett was our uh, our biologist. Yeah, our bio- biologist, our liaison of fish. Yeah, pretty <laughs> um, much. Nice. 
he is awesome. Uh, super, super knowledgeable. We're probably going to do a podcast with him as well. Nice. Uh, in the lead up to this episode, because this everything we're talking about is going to be a full episode of our TV show on Sportsman Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to see it there. But we're talking to him, and yeah, the people are upset about it. And a lot of times, it's based on things that aren't factual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, again, coming circling back to the same point, I think the the best way to word it is. They are not taking any fish from local fishermen. They are simply moving fish to a different them. location for local fishermen. Yeah, because they're still able to be caught there. Matter yeah. of fact, if you time the trucks right, you could probably do pretty good. <laughs> you yeah. know, like when they're dumping them. Like, <laughs> sure. um, so the the mortality rate uh, was, um, I guess, the survival rate was ninety nine percent or more. Oh, cool. um, just really impressive. I I was ex- when we were dumping them. I was expecting much more loss. Oh sure, yeah, you're shocking them. So that's you know. Well, not even the shocking part. Just the l- putting them into the tank and driving them reloc. Yeah. The actual relocation. Yeah. I was just yeah, the stress like in, of it in a truck for an hour. Sure. In a trout are w- like they don't sensitive. They don't handle stuff like that too well. Yeah. Did uh, they say how long it will take for the river to get back up to a hundred percent? No. Like for the other fish to repopulate. No, but um. Because there's there's no way to s- sustainably track that until you remove them in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, um, he's like, it's so crazy, though. The Snake River, it's something special in the sense that it just seems like no matter what you take out, the fish are back within seconds. Yeah. Like, there's so many fish in there. They're, they constantly reproduce. And his belief is, though, as we take out the rainbows, if, especially if we can get to that 30% mark, that that lump sum of weight you know let's say there's 10,000 pounds of fish per mile that will that will fill in fast yeah yeah um, the river can hold so many they will stretch to make that happen it's know? like the ultimate situation for fishing yeah it, it really in for fish so the shocking was really cool in itself we go out in this big boat and we've dropped these lines off the front of the boat there's like these two arms that come out and then drop these lines and they have the electric current in them and they run a full oh. generator to do it so they run them out there and you stand on this platform with a, a big long neck or big it's long. It's like if a bunch of metal lines were hanging off that pen, like it's straight, right? You know. Yeah, like this, and they were just let them get a piece of paper mm-hmm. and show it. Yeah, it was like <laughs> negative ten gauge wire. Oh, okay. It was like construction. Sure. So the currents run. The currents yeah. running through there, and Cable. it's running off yeah. a big loud generator. Perfect yeah. for filming, of course, but. Uh, <laughs> It's running in the water, and what will happen is the shock hits the water. Obviously, the closer to the wires you are, the stronger the shock. Mm-hmm. But when it hits the water, what happens is you see fish trying to get away from it kind of because there's only so much reach. Like it only reaches – like you got to be within like six foot of them basically to, to have it affect. Oh, okay. But if they're too close and in range, what will happen is it's kind of – the shock, almost like when he described it as grabbing an electrical pole or a, a, a fence – and not being able to let go. Oh, okay. You know, like when you grab it and it's like, ooh, and you can't yeah. let go. You, you tense up. It does that to the fish, but in the sickest way, it gets them to swim towards the electrical current. So it, like, takes oh. over their body, so they go right towards the current. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah. And then Interesting. All you, and then all you do is scoop them up. So it's like, you're like, why are they swimming? T-? So it'll look like fish are swimming to the lines. Really strange. And then really? they come to the lines, and then when they get close enough, they just yeah, kill over. Um, you said the closer you get, the stronger it is. So at some point, it just kind of like overdoes overwhelms them. them yep. and yeah, just, it's like 
you couldn't have wrote it up any better. It's like, what yeah. can we get to have them swim towards us and then stop moving? <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> um, but you take them out of the current and like all the people that are wondering what that looks like, you pull that fish out of the water and he looks like he's stone dead, obviously. Um, but you pull him out of the water and then you drop him into the um, drop it in the bucket. And there's some skill in the sense that you want to get them in the bucket of water. It's like a live well. As fast as possible and out of the current as fast as possible. Sure. So you want to be quick on the net. Because um, if they're sitting in the current, the longer they're sitting in the current, again, I, I don't see them getting damaged at all. But I suppose if you put a uh, one of the cables right on them and just let it sit there for a half hour, that'd probably get them. Yeah. You know, it'd probably kill them. But this, Boy, and they're not swimming around, so their their gills aren't getting the... Sure. water through them so they you know yeah i suppose after a while would probably and, and the stress back. of every muscle in your body tensing oh, yeah, up sure you just depleting every resource it has sure they'll feel like they got a good workout for a couple of days yeah <laughs> so you pull these suckers in and you you i dropped them in the live well and aj can attest to this he was in there filming it in slow motion i would say 25 seconds 20 seconds after dropping them in the live well they were upright and swimming around yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say the ones that 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 get away they get revived within like yeah. five minutes. He said, "Yeah, hey, you know, and for for you know, trout, yes, are a little more fragile, but but you got to give fish the benefit of the doubt. If you can take something, put it out on the ice, and then later bring it in to like clean it or whatever, you put it in the tub, fill it with water to thaw them, and they start swimming again. That is cool. Fish That's are true. fish are pretty hardy. You know, yeah. they can they can make it through stuff. They can do a lot more than we can, as far yeah. as I can. you take us out of oxygen for that long, and then." Put us in oxygen. We're not going to just start breathing again. Bye bye. Yeah. yeah, they're they're pretty miraculous. But yeah, the shocking really interested me in the fact that it seemed like they were swimming towards you. Now the netting was difficult because so like natural netting, you know the rules. It's when like we're, a pool skimmer. Yeah, when we're <laughs> netting, it is when we're netting in a normal fish in a boat. Like let's say you caught a walleye, you're bringing it in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the net, put it in the water sideways, and drag it to the fish, and you're going to drag it to me, and they're going to come together. <laughs> yep. Cannot do that doing this. Really? Won't work. Because you're, okay, so you're going into the current, mm -hmm. okay? And the current, so the current, well, not always, but let's say you're going into the current or not, it doesn't matter. But let's say you're going into the current. Then what's going to happen is you're, put the net in the water mm -hmm. and it's going to yank the net this way. Yeah. Like, okay. want to go under the boat. Sure. Or if you put the net in it that way, it's going to want to go away from the boat. Yeah. So you can't just line it up. You would think like I was like, oh, there's a fish coming towards me here. You lost two of their nets, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't. But I couldn't believe the workout because until I learned to quit trying to resist the water, you have to look because either the direction of the boat going mm -hmm. or the current. So no matter which direction you do it, you can't just put the net in the water and hope that you can muscle it towards the fish because mm -hmm. it won't work. You're better off jabbing at it. Like to just whack a mole, hit, hit it from the top? Essentially. Yeah. Really? It's better to go from the top and kind of swoosh down and like almost like get the, hit the top of the fish and pull it in. Yeah. If you can get the head, you got the fish. Yeah. You know? Sure. But And you can miss and then hopefully get one more crack at them before they're behind the boat. Yeah. But Interesting. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's not what I thought it would be. Like what I started doing, and immediately Brett's like, no, 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 you want to try and do this. You want to try and do that. But yeah. You could do it blindfolded. Do you wear, like, rubber gloves? No. Really? No. You get the, the, the things are made out of fiberglass. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the thing is, if you don't wear the rubber gloves, you can't let go of the net because it – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
no, you, uh, we, we wore our, our rubber boots. And I said that I was like, I wore the rubber boots. He's like, well, that's, that's okay. I was like, I don't know. It made me feel better. <laughs> I like knowing that I had rubber boots on. We needed it though. We needed waiters really for everything we were doing. We we're in and out of the water and stuff. It was a blast though. Yeah. Cleanest water you ever saw in your life. Oh, sure. Absolutely clean, beautiful. Looked like you could grab a handful and drink it, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I would agree. Absolutely. It was, it was like a bright blue color. Yeah, yeah it, it had more of a a tealy, greener, like pretty. Nice. Yeah, like uh, not quite not quite ocean, but but but, but crystal clear. It's like clear. the yeah. Detroit River on a really nice day. Yeah. Like Which sounds crazy. Cool He's color. not being sarcastic. No, it's, yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. But also pretty shallow. Yeah. You know, you could see bottom everywhere. Huh. Yeah, there's very few times where we didn't see bottom. Yeah, did it look like the bottom here where there's like pebbles, rocks? Mostly rock, like mostly sand. Bigger, no, mostly too. mostly rocks. Mostly rock. Yeah, yeah, there were some giant rocks down there too, but mostly yeah. rocks. Okay. Yeah, I was talking to the guy Snoop, is what he goes by. I guess his name is Brandon. That he took us out fishing, okay. and we were just talking about the different types of boats yeah. and. 90% of the people out there have jet boats. Yeah. And then he asked me what we use cuz uh, because of how I was asking and I sure. go 95% of people out by us it's all prop. Yeah. And he was like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, we have a lake. Like our yeah. water's oh, deep." Yeah. yeah. And he was just surprised by that. So it so it, it was just interesting the differences in tactic and the way they do things out there cuz it's nothing nothing like here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking about how pumped we were to catch all these trout and the size and the difference they are from Michigan to there. And he was like, "Well, we feel the opposite because we don't even like them, or we wish we could. We he, wish we could he, fish bass." You yeah, know? that he yeah. did say that. I was like, I was like, "Why would you even want to ever lay eyes on a bass?" That's what I said to him. <laughs> you guys have bass there? That was how yeah, it was. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, they they taste okay, uh, and yeah. most people <laughs> hate you if you keep them. That's that's mm -hmm. the that's that's what we got." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And the, the rainbow trout fight better. I yeah. say what you will. I Because we were catching rainbow trout the size of good size largemouth bass, and the fight was oh. better. Yeah. If we're here. You're lucky if you get like a 13-incher. You're like, yes. We got a 13-incher. I would have thought there was no fish on the line with how big the fish were that we were catching. <laughs> I don't know. What to that that would have been our smallest fish of the day. That yeah. would have 100%. Our biggest fish here, and that's what I was trying to get them to understand. It's like, man, if I caught a rainbow that was like eight inches at home, I'd be posting on Facebook. Yeah, right. So that's that, weird. Yeah, that's kind of the kind Is of there a, a, when you were just actual fishing, was there like a, what's the limit? There what's is no the limit. size? Is there a? Nope. Nothing? Nothing. 600 a day. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you, you can. You have to take so it as by long legal, as you want. legal means though, in the mouth. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can go until you get tired or you can't carry the fish out. Yeah, just because they're trying to get, well, not get rid of them, but. Right. Drastically reduce their numbers because they're overpopulated. Yeah. The last thing they're going to do is hinder the fishermen. Yeah. yeah. What about, was, and, and then cutthroat you cannot keep? Where we were, you couldn't. Uh, I, according to the owner of the dealership that we worked with, the Yeti dealership, mm -hmm. um, they said that there was a place where you keep two. Oh, okay. For a short amount of time. I, I wonder what the – because, you know, they're, they're a different fish. They're, they're similar. I wonder what the what – the, flavor difference or the texture difference because they're in the same environment so you think they'd be at least yeah so somewhat similar that actually brings up another good point the um, good question when when we were filleting all the fish so we had about 40 by the way the, our freezer downstairs is full so nice. help yourself um you won't like the pink ones don't take the pink ones you want the whiter fleshed ones <laughs> now uh, and that's the point is uh 
we were talking to him and uh, uh, Snoop when we were cleaning him, and he's like, the ones that have the real pink hue to them are the best. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the ones that you want. Um, the ones that have the whiter flesh, they're like ah, oh, they tend to be softer, not as good. And though that whiter comes from the fact that they're spawning, so they're all worked up and they're not eating as well and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, a couple of them had scrapes on their noses from digging out their beds and fighting and oh, okay. stuff like that too. Sure. I'm probably gonna cook some tonight. Are you really? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. How are you gonna do it? I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so the but I'm, I'm probably we've got an assortment downstairs. Um, nice. we have mostly pink ones, like real good colored to to them. Yeah. Uh, but we've got some of the white ones too. And it might even come. I, we were joking about them. Like it might even just be an opinion. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So well, a big incentive for the locals was the way that they were tagged. That's I was just gonna. That is awesome. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just about to talk about. So they they actually tagged the fish there, and we had covered oh, okay. this on a podcast about a year ago. Um, but I, when we covered it on the podcast, and and tell me about it. Tell me what you're thinking too. Basically, we talked about the fact that there's tags in fish that people get paid um, if they find a tag in a fish. Mm -hmm. There's it, there could be money in it, and um, they're doing that as an incentive to get people out fishing and i was like sure. oh my gosh a place with rainbow trout that actually pay you to go fishing that's cool <laughs> finding a golden ticket as an adult <laughs> right so yeah what is your thought like describe what your guess is that that would look like the tag no 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 the situation like what is that like oh, you would you would think that people are excited they're, they're going out just like you know bands on on waterfowl here you get one you're really excited you're going to call a number find out if you got right you know a prize but what are your thoughts as far as like how many there probably are out there oh. like what are the odds that you would predict two percent maybe five percent if they're real aggressive right so it's nowhere near that yeah. i would say I, I i don't think they could take that many fish i watching them two, yeah. when they were electroshocking the amount of beeps i saw i would have put the rate between one in 31 one for every 30 or 40 fish based on what i was seeing that one of we the ones we electroshocked oh, checking them as they bring them in yes oh. so and that that's what i think is so interesting so to i equate the tag to look like if you took a mechanical pencil mm -hmm. and you clicked it a couple times and a little piece of lead came out mm -hmm. like two clicks worth probably Teeny tiny yeah and you pulled that out and then put that in a fish's head. That's yeah. what the tag looks like. So to me. Like that's a, a little, pretty good description. A little, yeah. One that little black perfect. speck, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. it goes in that. So you wouldn't be able to see it. Yeah. So what the fishermen are in, are incentivized to do is when they clean their fish, cut off the heads, take the heads into the DNR, okay. and then the DNR will scan Make each soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to oh, get it there. Uh, let it sit out for a few days before you take it. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> But you want to actually have that uh, – um, you take it into the DNR, and they'll take out each head and scan it with their scanner. And if it beeps, then they'll go in and surgically pull it out and then tell you how much it's worth. Oh. So cool. it ranges – guess what the range is for dollars? Oh, who knows? Like it could be $20. It could be $200. So your guess is 20 to 200 Sure. I would have been in the same range. Yeah. It's 50 to to 1000 Oh, wow. So okay. it's a lot of money, and I, I think Ryan's right. I would say based on the intel we got from the local fishermen and based on the intel we got from shocking, yeah. I would say one of thirty, one out of 30 fish tend to have it. Nice. So we asked, uh, um, we asked Snoop. He's almost weird about it. Yeah, yeah. I said, uh, 
how much money do you, would you say you make a season off that? Because that's like I know it's like a kid asking somebody like how much money they have, but it's like I gotta ask. Yeah. You know, it's like a, like one of those awkward questions, like um, how much property do you have? You know, yeah. why are you uh, sick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, why are you sick? So, looking at it though, um, looking at the numbers, I and asking Snoop, you know, how many he caught, but I asked him how much money. He's like, I wouldn't even know. He goes, it covers my fishing gear and all my fishing trips, though, for sure. Oh, and I well, and here's the thing, I was like, well, and for the viewer, it may sound like one thirty fish, thirty fish might be a lot, but it's not necessarily a lot because we're idiots and we went out and caught thirty in a day. Yeah. So that means that probably on a good day of fishing, if you go out regularly and you know, know I'd say you'd be looking at a tag a week if you were going two to three days a week. Yeah, nice. yeah. I'd say possible. that'd be a, that'd be fair. Interesting. That's but who knows what amount that could be? Now the biggest yeah. one Snoop got was five hundred. Wow. That was the highest one he got. Okay. Yeah. That that interested me too. Is like, well, what's the biggest number one you got? He didn't have it. He, he told me that. Yeah. What I'm looking forward to is that no matter how many times we say it, and I'm sure Brandon's a nice guy. But we've said Snoop. So now people will watch the episode and we'll get comments. I thought Snoop was going to be on the episode. <laughs> nope. We're going to get stuff for that. Snoop <laughs> does have a dog, though. Um, oh, nice. Yellow Lab, five years Snoop's old. Good dog? hunter. Oh, no, that's Lance's dog. Lance is the one with the lab. I never heard about a dog. Yeah. No, I mean, either. I, well, that, that means it was Lance because I was alone with Lance. Yeah. 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 Ooh. So, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> we we had two boats out there for filming. Oh, okay. So it was pretty awesome. Great market for those cool. float boats. I've never yeah, seen those they're before. so neat. The the they're like these drift base, boats, huh? Drift boats. Yeah, drift, drift boats. boats. Um, yeah. I don't know. They're they're shaped really dramatic. <laughs> like yeah, it's like a dramatic banana. <laughs> yeah. A really narrow bottom, yeah. um, and they're made to be able to cut through the water where you can go upstream and just paddle. With like oh, a current that, that's that didn't unbelievable. Make sense to me. It's like a rowboat. Was insane. So it like it somehow minimizes like contact. Yeah, like draft yeah. friction, whatever else. Yeah, it's it, nice. it the the it, that's exactly what it does, and that's why it's able to do that. Most people don't even have motors on them, and they're just cruising, and you're like this current is like nearly blowing you over when you're in the yeah. water, and they're just going don't up. Go, to, don't go sideways though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I assume that's Native American tech. At I some guess. point, yeah, yeah. I yeah. could be wrong. I'm sure they're the they were the first ones to figure everything out out, out yeah. there. Yeah. But it was cool. There's moose there, there's elk there, there's bear there, there's the best trout fishing you ever had. I cannot say enough about the state of Idaho. If you would have bet me what I would think of the state of Idaho, I would have substantially lost the bet. The downtown area Big we went time. to, we stayed in Idaho Falls, gorgeous town. Mm-hmm. Other than the devil lives there. Um, oh, yeah, the meth head. Yeah, there's this crazy guy that we were there. He, I thought he was painted red. They thought that's just his pigment. I don't know. I thought he may have been painted. I think it was just his pigment. I think he was so messed up that it, something's happening. We he's walked, just your average crazy guy walking around yelling gibberish. Turns out he's their drugs. beloved yeah. local whatever. <laughs> jerks. No, no, he I was, he was a very scary human if being. If he looked at a kid, the kid would start crying. 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. scary. He like and was painted red, and his hair was crazy, and he was going <laughs> like like crazy. Looks <laughs> like a rabid dog. Yeah, it was. You talking about Papa Red, the unofficial king of Idaho? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Every Papa town's red. got their crazy guy that they're like, oh, that's him. He's adorable. He's not. No, that's okay. not the word I'd use to describe him. But the the overall town itself was absolutely gorgeous. 
what I couldn't get past was how nice everyone was. We didn't run into a single person that you're like, that that person's a jerk. Except yeah, the devil. But except, uh, well, we didn't really talk to him. He could have been very nice. He was. He would have spoken gibberish, but <laughs> <laughs> um, every everyone was so nice. The TSA at the airport in Jackson Hole were the nicest people ever. We yeah. stayed and talked to him for a while after we were done going yeah. through. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, TSA people, I would say overall are pretty nice, but almost every airport we've been at, there's been at least one who's just the grumpiest person you've seen. All of them the, at Detroit. Of the, yeah. 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 The Detroit airport's not a, the friendliest place on the planet. But the, Except for a couple people who have helped us. Yeah, that's true. You know, well, yeah, we're always yeah. late. That just in case, are you devil's just advocate? In, just in case they're listening. Let us enjoy this. <laughs> he also would have liked we, the guy in Idaho Falls. We <laughs> always tell them about the show, so maybe they're listening, and I don't want them to be grumpy with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is funny that we travel so much, we're starting to recognize some of the staff at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, true. the people in Idaho Falls, the people in Jackson Hole, coolest towns yeah. I've been to in a while. Really up north cabiny feel to all the all the yeah. shops and stuff, but had all the normal stores. I think the scenery is kind of like a hidden gem. Like you think Idaho, me personally, I just thought potato farms like yep. it would be in everywhere. Turns out potato farms gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, um, you see mountain ca- tops everywhere you go. You mm. see the snow, mountain caps, and just tons of wildlife. It looked a lot like where we chucker hunted. Nice. So just with more snow. So very expansive views. Yeah. 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 Yep. Oh yeah. yeah, you see forever. Yeah. See forever, but the people is the number one thing. The people, the people at the Department of Natural Resources, nicest people ever. Nice. Um, you know, shout out to James, shout out to Brett, um, and all the team there that we Snoop. worked with. And well, Snoop's the fisherman. Shout out to him. <laughs> shout out to Lance. Um, they were all just so just people we'd hang out with again. So yeah. we're gonna go back. Super pleasant. Um, the hotel guy. You have to. The hotel guy was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like ev- the people at the hotel were the nicest people. Everybody was just so nice. Oh well, nice. not the one guy. The one guy the first night came to the door. When you were banging and making a ruckus. Hey, listen. He was doing that. Th- Ryan was like, I don't know what the joke was, but he was like banging on the door, and the oh, guy's okay. like, Are you guys okay? He like he must have been walking by at that time. <laughs> I was like, oh, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. Slamming on that door, yeah. so there was good reason that he someone, stopped by. Someone lost their kid. Can you take him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna make up an excuse, like one of us had Tourette's or something. I'm, I mean, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> My mind doesn't go there. Yeah, the the fishing was incredible. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back in December. Nice. Right. Now there's a bunch of uh, uh, ski resorts there, so we'll we'll take a group of friends and uh, we'll take the girls. And we'll go to um, Jackson Hole, go nice. snowboarding and skiing and stuff for a few days. And then they've got a few lakes up there that the DNR, that Brett from the DNR is going to take us to. Mm-hmm. That is awesome for ice fishing. And they've got all kinds of cool species there from giant trout you'll catch through the water, salmon, stuff like that, ice nice. fishing. So nice. I'm so down for that, and I'm pretty yeah. excited about it. This trip will be, again, covered on an episode of The Grimy Outdoors. The footage is unbelievable. I mean, the amount of underwater footage we have of these fish, Ryan and AJ's dedication to getting these shots was insane. Out in the water, doing whatever we had to do to get underwater footage of these fish, seeing them fight, the -the over-the-top views, being able to see the beds, see every little nook and cranny, the slow-motion shots. It's just, this will be a spectacle, this episode, 100%. A beautiful place. And it's going to be on Sportsman Channel. Uh, Today is... Is it 30? The April 30th, so it's probably going to be coming out in June or July that you'll be able to see it. 
but it's going to be just a spectacle. And when we go back, I'm so excited to go there again, fish for some fish that we've never fished through the ice for. Nice. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, and big ones too. I know. That's nice. Yeah. They're huge. They're oh. huge. And uh, we got a whole cooler of fish downstairs. I'll have to show you in the freezer. So nice. hopefully we'll be able to bring back another couple of coolers from ice fishing. And I uh, actually feel bad for not bringing eggs. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I would recommend going out and checking out the Snake River. Um, reach out to the Department of Natural Resources in Idaho Falls. They're eagerly awaiting your phone calls. You can, call, you can call there anytime. There will be a biologist on staff at the front desk ready to ask questions for you at all times. They actually they rotate in, in there. They all take turns uh, covering the desk. Um, and they're there ready to answer your questions, point you in the right direction, go out, try and catch some of these rainbow trout, um, respect and get excited about the science, hopefully find some tag, get some money, Tell them the Greenway Outdoors sent you. Yeah, no better incentive. Exactly. If you are listening to this podcast, you could have actually seen our ugly faces. You could have <laughs> gone to YouTube. You could have gone to Carbon TV. You could have seen it there. But we're also available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you can find a podcast. Spotify, we're going to be there. Um, again, check out our show on Sportsman Channel. We're at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturdays as well as a couple other times throughout the week. We have a secondary TV show called The Huntcast, which is our online TV show. It's kind of a talk show meets hunting show. Ryan tends to be the star of it, and the episode we just released is actually showcases his first deer. Yeah. And Ryan nice. did the editing and the voiceover on that, and he did an absolutely fantastic job. Find that in our YouTube channel, link below. Also check out, like I said, um, our podcast every single week. We're going to be right here. We release it on Fridays at 5.30 p.m., Thanks. Oh, you got something, Ryan? Merch coming soon. Oh, yeah. we happens to be trout. So, yeah, you can go to the greenwayoutdoors.store or the greenwayoutdoors.com and click shop now. Um, when you do that, you'll be able to see the Greenway gear we have now. You often see us with hats on. Jeff refuses to wear them. Actually, no one in here has anything on Greenway gear, but it is the coolest stuff. It's because we wear it all the time. I think, like, when we feel like we're getting on the podcast, we got to wear something different. But we have a lot of hats, a lot of shirts, but we have a lot of new stuff coming as well. So watch the website for that. We also have a cool holographic series come out, new stickers. Uh, we got new window decals for the back of the trucks. Those really cool. sweet stuff. So the Green Outdoors.store. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Green Outdoors podcast. We'll see you next week.